Know you waiting on your days to get better. You see a whole lot of change with the help of a prayer. No matter how bad the problem is, God is great. No matter how bad the problem is, God is great. Come on, time and time again. You still show us we going. Build us up when we within it. Shine your light where it was then. Said you'll never let us down. With your words, we will find them. As we learn through these trials, you remind us why we smile. Know you waiting on your days to get better. You see a whole lot of change with the help of a prayer. No matter how bad the problem is, God is great. No matter how bad the problem Ooh, is, God is great. Hey, how are you? Welcome to Pure Reflections, the podcast where we talk about motherhood, womanhood, and discipleship. I'm your host, Danielle Thompson, resident in counseling and mentor. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to hit subscribe. And now sit back, relax, and listen as I share what I've learned on my journey. Hi, ladies. How are you? For those of you who do not know me, I am Danielle, and week after week, I have decided to be consistent and share something on my podcast. I was really struggling this week to figure out what to talk about. Like, I was really tired for the last two weeks, actually, and I'll get into that in a little bit about why, but just drained and tired, and I had a lot to do for work. My kids started swimming and things like that. So I'm like, God, do I have to? I really don't want to record. Plus, I'm going away for the weekend. So I'm like, eh, it's all right. But then I felt convicted. And God is like, no, you need to record before you leave for the weekend. You definitely need to put an episode out. So here I am. Pray for me because sis is tired. Okay, sis is tired. So for those of you who do not know, I always start the show off with what is going well. And the reason I do that is because it's an opportunity for us to take a minute and to just be grateful, be grateful for where we are presently, be grateful for what we have, be grateful for the health of our children, the health of our loved ones, and just be grateful that we know Christ. So what is going well with you? Take a second and think about that. I'll share what's going well with me. My children started swimming this week and they love it. The reason that I made them do swimming is because I'm really busy and I feel like it was an opportunity, number one, for me to get them out the house, you know, especially since they're doing virtual school, but also an opportunity for us to spend some time together, you know, watch them learn something new, let them know that, hey, I see you. It's not all about work, 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 but in the midst of me being busy, I can still make time for you and for you to enjoy yourself and do things that you like. So that that's been really good. My boys really enjoy swimming. They love the water. And I think it's important for them, especially as young black men, to learn how to swim. Another thing going well is I am continuing to progress and learn in my new role. And I must say it's a lot. And let me just put this out here. I really really give it to nurses nurses i salute you you guys deal with a lot i respect your profession i will never you know take it for granted or question it because some of the things that i see it just blows my mind and i can never be a nurse i just don't have (laughs) that level of patience to deal with people especially when you're dealing with the mental health population in the er 
And I've had the opportunity over the past week to just see some really serious mental health cases in the ER and just the abuse that comes with it as a nurse. So I salute you. Something else going well is tomorrow makes day 15 of my detox. Two weeks ago, I started on my own because I knew that it was time for me to start a new round of physical training. So it's about three months at a time. I finished the first one, started the second one, and my trainer normally makes me go on a 10-day detox. So I'm like, you know what, let me start early. And I strictly only ate protein and vegetables, but I was flexible with the protein, whether it be fish, whether it be steak, whether it be chicken, but that was it, just protein and vegetables. And then when my detox finally started, my trainer switched it up and say, hey, you could only have tuna as your meat choice and you could have kale, asparagus or broccoli. But, you know, you could dress up your tuna with only like a really little bit of mayo and some celery and stuff. And you could have up to four apples per day. And I'm like, what made you think that I was about to eat tuna for 10 days straight? Every day, all day. I said, definitely not. So he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, you know what? I can do fish. So turns out I ended up doing fish for the remainder of the detox. And I've been eating fish and broccoli, all sorts of fish, mostly salmon, um, cod. I had some sea bass. I had some salmon steaks as well and some broccoli. And it's been good, but I'm tired of it. I am ready to eat some carbs. I want some good food, okay? And lastly, what's going well is I'm going to spend some time with my best friend and my sister, We're going to go to breakfast. We're going to have a spa day. Then we're going to go out to dinner. You know, give us an opportunity to get out, get dressed, look good, do our makeup, and be kid-free. We've been planning for this for about a month or so now, shopping for outfits, things like that. So it's been a really fun process. It makes me feel girly. So that's what's going well for me. I think what I'm going to talk about mostly for today is how to recognize and move away from burnout. I do think it's possible to avoid burnout, but for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to talk about how to scale back. And if you are on the verge of burnout, how to kind of like slow that process until you can really implement the self-care that you need. So part of the reason why I was feeling burnt out is because I've been working a lot. Number one, of course, you already know, single mom, maintaining the business aspect of what I do, the podcast, mentoring, writing, things like that, but then also professionally managing my clients and tending to their needs and just being a presence for them. That's a lot of work. It's draining. So add doing the detox on top of that and not having any sugar in your system, you know, working out three times a week, My kids starting swimming now. And then on top of that, ovulation. Now, one of my friends say to me all the time, every time I talk to you, your period is coming, which is not true. It's just that I pay attention to my body. And one of the things that I notice is when I'm ovulating, I get PMS symptoms. And then after the ovulation period is over, I go back to normal. And then probably like a week before my period, then the PMS symptoms come back. And what happens is every single month, I'll have like a week where I'm just out of it. 
I'm tired, I'm drained, I'm fatigued, I'm groggy, I'm cranky, and definitely in my feelings. So when I start recognizing that, Danielle, something not right. Like you're off, you're dragging your feet, everything seems extra hard for you. I normally reach out to one of my friends and just say, you know, I'm in my feelings. I feel like this. I feel like that. I don't know what's going on. I think I want to quit my job. I, just whatever comes to mind. And she's like, Danielle, check the calendar. What date it is? Are you ovulating or something? When's your period coming? And I look at it and I'm like, oh. It, it is it is she was like all right so let's not make any irrational decisions right now because you know you and your feelings and now let's just be mindful of that so you know what normally happens is we have our conversation she brings she helps me to bring it to the forefront of my mind so that I can be in a state of awareness and then I act accordingly so the first thing I want to tell you is if you find yourself just feeling out of it, starting to feel depressive symptoms, maybe, or just really tired and not able to function at your best, check to see if your period is coming, check to see if you're ovulating and then adjust in that regards. If you are just overworked and that's it, that means you need to start looking at okay how can I start to preserve my energy how can I do that what does that look like for me you have to be able to recognize your breaking point what is your breaking point what happens when you are just done and you're burnt out I know for me I don't do anything I start not to care about anything forget all the responsibilities the responsibilities don't care about me I'm not cooking I don't feel like doing anything with my kids I just want to be left alone and lay in my bed and be emotional that's it that's what I want to do know your breaking point because if you don't know your breaking point um, you're going to continue to function that way and then every single month or every single couple of months when you do start to hit burnout you'll lose that time of functionality you know what I mean so the main thing that you can do to avoid that is again, reach out and give yourself an opportunity to think out loud. Sometimes when you think out loud and you hear yourself talk, you're like, oh, wait, that don't make sense. Or, oh, wait, wow, I didn't even realize that. So, you know, give yourself time to hear yourself out loud and talk to somebody, get a fresh perspective, let them inquire about what's really going on with you. So that definitely helps know your breaking point. That's very important important because if you know what your breaking point looks like then you can start to make necessary changes before you actually break the next thing I will say that has helped me tremendously with scaling back when I start to feel like I'm getting close to burnout is scheduling my rest planning it in my schedule every single day when I come home from work first thing I do I greet my kids and then I go in my room and I close my door for 30 minutes no, well, not really 30 minutes, maybe 15 to 30 minutes, depending on the day and how I feel. I just lay out on my bed and do nothing. I don't say nothing. I don't listen to nothing. I don't talk to nobody. I just do nothing. Eventually, I end up asking God to just refresh me and to give me the energy that I need to finish out the remainder of the day, which includes making dinner, spending time with my kids, doing any household choice that I need to do, doing any paperwork that I need to get done, coming up with content, whatever I need to do. I just know when I get home, I need that 15 to 30 minutes. 
also teach your kids how to respect that 30 minutes. You know, I know for some of you that have younger kids, that may be hard because they're attached to you. They need you in a different way. And I completely understand that. I would still say the younger, the better, the younger that you can start to teach them what resting time looks like and why they need to appreciate and respect that, the better it is for you as they get older and the better it is for them as they get older and start to have demanding tasks in life and not know how to rest. Like you want your kids to know how to maneuver stress. So after those 30 minutes, I get up and I'm normally I'm good. I'll probably listen to a few worship songs and then I go about my evening. Another thing that helps is changing your environment. It's not all the time that I can sit in my room and feel at peace or have solitude because my mind is so overstimulated and nothing in my room is going to interrupt that because it's a familiar space. So there's times that I'll just sit outside in my car, look at the trees, or I'll go sit in my living room and put on worship instrumentals with no words, or I just go out on the back deck and just look, you know? And me personally, I don't know about you guys, but I look for God and everything. So even if the trees is blown, I'm like, God, show me you, you know, give me some appreciation for the life in the trees or the life in the plants. You know, that's another thing. I sit and I look at my plants and be like, wow, they're growing. So as long as they're growing, I'm growing, you know. Not that that equates to each other, but it's a gentle reminder. A big thing that I see people do not do is cherish their sleep. I know a lot of people got the mentality, you know, I don't got time for all that sleep. I got to work. I got to grind. There's a lot of things to do. There's not enough hours in the day. That's not true. I know for me, I need my seven hours. If I do not have seven hours of sleep, I am cranky. I am out of it and I cannot function at my optimal level. Like legit, I need my seven hours of sleep. There are times when I'm not able to get that seven hours of sleep. And let me tell you, it's rough. And eventually my body forces me to make up that time, whether I come home and take naps for an hour or two, or I ended up one time just sleeping all day. It was a Friday, came home, slept that evening until the next day, just let the day go. So I cherish my sleep. If I'm fasting or if I have a specific goal to accomplish that requires me to be up late at night I'll stay up late at night but I try not to make it go past one o'clock but if I don't I try to be in the bed by 11 be asleep by 11 30 doesn't always work the biggest thing that I do when I feel overworked is I worship I take some time to take the focus off of me and my life and just focus on God, focus on intimacy, focus on relationship, and just being grateful for where I am and what he has done in my life. That always does the trick for me. I know I shared in another podcast that if I don't feel into it for the day, or I just feel just stressed, I turn on some worship music and after at least 10, 15 minutes, in a whole better mood. I'm singing and I'm praising. And praise is really vital for my life because even in my prayerless seasons or times where I'm not seeking God the way that I should, music always brings me back. So I try to keep my music, listen to worship music to help encourage me and to lift me up. You know, if you could learn how to worship in the bad, you will definitely know how to worship in the good. And Even though worshiping in the bad may seem a little bit easier, 
because, you know, you have a certain level of need from God or a certain level of being desperate for something, a miracle, whatever, a change. When things are going good, it's so easy to forget him. And I really had to learn how to not let go of him because everything that I thought needed to go good was going good in my life. I really had to pray and ask God, like, God, please don't let me forget you when things are going good. I appreciate you for blessing me. I appreciate you for delivering me. I appreciate you for elevating me. Please don't let me forget you. I feel like I'm struggling to to hear you. I feel like I'm struggling to spend time with you and have intimacy with you. And that's a problem for me. I know once I stop listening to worship music that I'm in danger, that the enemy has found some sort of entry point into my life. And if I'm not careful. Sooner than later, I'm going to be completely cut off from the source. So I keep worship music as an integral part of my daily routine. Awareness is key when trying to avoid burnout or if you know that you're close to burnout, scale back from it. You have to be aware of where you are. Like I said earlier, know your breaking point. No one is time to tell your kids to have a seat or ask somebody to step in and give you some time to yourself. Know how to set boundaries with people. Know how to shut your phone off. Know how to, you know, say no in general. But awareness is key because once you're aware, you're faced with an opportunity to take action. Majority of the time, you're going to want to take action because you want to be able to continue to function. And with that, you then get to make the decision of how do I exert less energy? What do I mean by that? I'll give you an example. Once I had a conversation with my friend, she's like, Danielle, up your self-care. You probably haven't been doing the self-care. Um, I said to myself, I said, okay, Danielle, you're going to have this girl's day. That's something to look forward to. But I'm like, oh my gosh, that's still like a week away, if not a week and a half. What am I going to do? So I started doing less. I reprioritized the list of things I needed to do before I left and went out of town. Some things didn't make the list, you know, and the things that needed to make the list. I just prayed and asked God, like, God, give me the strength to get through the times that I felt weak during the day. God, give me the strength to get through. Give me strategy. What task should I tackle first? And normally When I ask him to give me the task that I need to tackle first, it ends up being that I'm being that I'm able to be way more efficient, if if that made sense. Yeah, it ends up that I'm able to be way more efficient in what I'm doing. So I ask for strategy and I do that. And I started taking more than one shower per day because I feel like the hot water just ministers to my body in a completely different way. It wakes me up. So reprioritize, decide what you need to do, and then take it from there. And lastly, what I will say is this, just be real with yourself. The money ain't going to go nowhere. Your job, if they do decide it's going to go somewhere, that's, that's that. But you have to remember that God is your provider. He is your provider. He provides all things. It says, ask and we shall receive. And anything that does not come from faith is sin. That is deep. Like legit, anything that doesn't come from faith is sin. That takes faith to a whole nother level, because even if you you're doing things out of your own strength, you can still be sinning because what that means is that you're not trusting in God to do what he said he would do. 
And the Bible clearly tells us that Christ came so that we may have life and have life more abundantly and that all things would work together for our good. So even if something is threatened because you decided, you know what, I'm going to call out today or you know what, I can't do this today. Know that God got you. Just maintain a genuine heart and be real about what you can handle and what you can do. And then you act accordingly. God is your provider. He will provide for you and your family day in and out. And that's for you to be bold enough to say, you know what? I trust you, God, to do what I need to do. But just know that you cannot be good to anybody. You cannot be good to yourself. You cannot be good to your children, your loved ones, your job, anybody. If you're not making your needs a priority, your kids need to see what that looks like. They need to see what boundary setting is. They need to see what having flexibility with tasks look like. They need to see what planning looks like. They need to see what rest looks like. I know there's times that I make my kids, they be like, mom, can I do this or can I do that? I'm like, no, it's time to rest. They're like, rest. I'm like, yes, chill out. Just chill. Just be. And at first they hated it, but now they enjoy it. They'll come, mom, you know, I'm tired. I'm just going to get some rest or I'm going to chill out. I just want to sit down for a minute, clear my head. All right, baby, you do that. If we're taking car rides, I don't play music. And they used to always say, well, mommy, why? Why do we have to ride in silence? Because this is my time to decompress. This is my time to think, to brainstorm, to plan for the next day and things like that. And I will always tell them, sit back, relax and enjoy the ride. Take some time to think about yourself. What do you enjoy doing? What do you like to do? So now my kids will get in the car and it'll be silent until one of them decide they want to have a conversation with the rest of us in the car. And now we're doing bonding time. So enjoy you enjoy your time and know what you need that's all I have for you guys this week I really hope that benefits someone because I didn't want to come on here this week and just you know throw information at you I wanted to be real about where I was and just share that it took a lot for me to record this episode it really did I was like, I'm not doing that. But God used my son to encourage me like, no, mommy, you can't stop now. Keep going, you know, record today and I'll edit tomorrow. And I'm just like, you know what, Nas? Thank you so much for your support. I'll get up and I'll do it. So take care, you guys. Take into consideration what I said, you know, and take some time to tend to you so that you could avoid being burnt out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pure Reflections, the podcast. Be sure to rate, review, hit the subscribe button, and share with a friend. For information about today's show, be sure to check out the show notes below. As always, stay focused, be true, and be you.